0: Good evening, Mereva Rabbi We're nearing the end of Perek Yud, which is the last Perek here in Shara Tshuva. and he just gave us this uh, very interesting metaphor, uh, an, an, an analogy to a person who comes to a place, comes to a place and tells the people that someone here within this month is going to die. And therefore, everybody should be prepared because I can't tell you who it is, this man says, but someone here will happen. Someone here will happen to someone here. So he says, of course, that would be self-understood that everybody would prepare themselves, somebody would adequately and do the necessary preparations for a person who only has a limited time in this world left. And that is what he he then morphs into what Chazal tells us, that... Rabbi Eliezer told us Talmidim and a pir says this, Shuv yoy mech In other words, we always have to be prepared and we should always make sure to do chuba He continues along now, Al-Tidcha Sichlechol Do not let what you know in your seichel, we know in, in in reality, we know with our understanding of V'Noscha, al Don't push that away because this is something that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has given us the ability to correct our ways. It's a gift from Hashem to be able to correct the mistakes that we made. Imagine a person works for many years for a certain employer, and one time he makes a mistake, a terrible mistake, and it cost the company a lot of money, and maybe it may be a, a really embarrassed the the owner of the company, the employer, was so embarrassed that this is what came out. So, of course, the man immediately was let go, was fired. But imagine the, the employer would have the, the heart and the understanding to say, you know what, I'll give the guy another chance. And he sends a message through somebody, I would give him another chance. If he really comes sincerely and asks forgiveness and he shows remorse for what he did and he's ready to correct his way, I'll, I'll give him back his job. Imagine the person would be granted that opportunity. And it's a job that he liked and it's a job that he wanted to advance in. So would the person say, no, it's too late, that's it, I made the mistake, I'm finished. Certainly not. He's given this opportunity, of course he would take it. So there, this is the point that us are making out. Ki Nemar it has been said that a who grants gifts to people if they accept these gifts they appreciate the gifts they will benefit they will profit from it it will it will serve them well a love but if they give it back if they say no thanks if they're not interested, they turned their backs on Hashem. So not only will Hashem say, okay, listen, they don't want to take my gifts. Okay, that's their loss. No, Hashem will be upset. Here I'm giving you a chance. Imagine the employer says, I'm giving you a chance to get your job back, to get your career back, to advance further in the company. And you say you're not interested. If I gave you this chance, the, the, the boss will be only even more upset with the person you will be upset with the person, sometimes it will end up with getting punished. Hashem has given goodness to you. Hashem has bestowed goodness upon us. We know Hashem gave us the, the knowledge, gave us the understanding, the wisdom. And a person knows that what he's learning here is correct. What he's learning here is true. It's something that could save him. It's something that's possible to do. He's our, he's our. He says, Take heed, take heed, that this gift that Hashem is giving us and offering us, we should be careful that we should not let it turn into something that will be not only uh, something positive, but even something negative. If we don't accept it, we don't appreciate it. And say this is something that we can do. It's within our power to do tshuva. To accept this gift of tshuva, Hashem could be upset with us. Not only did Hashem give us the gift of tshuva, but He has also He has also prodded us. He has also inspired us. He has also sent messages and messengers to get us to do tshuva. But he has guided us in the right path. Why is he doing this? Because he takes pity on us. And he slowly he says you could take baby steps. You could do it slowly. Start with a little bit. Start with the easy things. But what he wants is more than anything else that we should not continue. We should not continue on our foolish ways remain strong in our rebelliousness against Him. Hashem wants us to accept this kindness <speaking in> that He <Hebrew> has given our way. The reason why He's done this is because Hashem really has tremendous mercy and compassion on those who we created. All of this, says Heves is all encompassed in one Pasuk Tehillim. Everything that he just said in the last few paragraphs is really encompassed in one statement that David HaMelech says. It says, David HaMelech in Perek Chof of Hashem. Hashem is good and Hashem is so straight and compassionate. Alkein yorech aton baderek. Therefore he guides the sinners on the way. Not only does he grant us the ability to find our way. But He guides us. How does He guide us? Like the Rambam says, that He sent us the Nevi'im, the Prophets, to to warn us to do tshuva, and encourage us to do tshuva, and sometimes give us an ultimatum, we better do tshuva. And He sent us the Nevi'im, the Prophets, who told us how to do tshuva. All of this, not only did Hashem Give us the gift of tshuva, but yoirecha He guides us along. How did he guide us along? Kfar Korah, Yisrael Hashem starts slowly. He sends the prophets to speak softly to us, to encourage us, to engage us in tshuva. Uveloshin <speaking> rakot <Hebrew> to speak softly. If we don't listen to that, the then he sends prophets which have to speak harshly, which have to speak strongly, which have to speak with warning. <speaking in> B'techachayz <Hebrew> That's the way it was by the korban Beis HaMikdash. First Hashem sent His prophets to speak thus calmly and get us to see we're heading in the wrong direction, get to get back on the path. When that didn't work, He sent Yirmi to warn us strongly in no uncertain terms that there's going to be destruction, there's going to be tragedy, there's going to be death and calamity. And we still didn't listen. Then he even warned us with punishments. All this for one reason: Hashem not only grants us the idea, the ability to do tshuva, but He even pushes us to do it. Therefore, He says, "My is finishing up his his encouragement, his inspiration here." My quickly, my brother. Omar love. Go quickly and run to listen to him. Listen to Hashem's calling, and to cling to Hashem. Choose for yourself what Hashem has chosen for you. Hashem says, "I choose this path for you." Like Rashi says, Hashem says, "There's two paths to choose, but I'll tell you a secret: choose that path. Choose the path of life. It's like a father who has two fields to give." his child. And he says, it's your choice. But if I were you, I would take that field as better. That's what Hashem says. Hashem says, you have both paths in front of you. I gave you Bechira, free will. You could choose. You could choose to ignore the tshuva. You could just keep going in your way. But I would tell you, my advice is, choose the other path. Or You should want for yourself what Hashem wants for you. The Where does it come from? Many times, it's not because we don't want to do tshuva, but we're lazy. It comes from laziness. It comes from just a certain amount of laziness. We have to actually get up and think about it. Thinking takes effort. takes mental strain. And a person is lazy. He's lazy to want to think through it. What do I have to do? What area can I change? What way what can I start doing tshuva? And start with one. because if this is not important to you what is important if this is not important to something that will save our souls what is important therefore be careful because maybe your inner thoughts will try to speak to you an inner voice for tell you now now you want to do chuva it's been so long that you've been ignoring it. Now you want to see you have an inner voice telling you, come on, it's too late. You think you're going to be some tzaddik now. You're after so long, ignoring it, after so long, going on the wrong path, the and after so many years have passed, I'm already so much, so old. Now I'm going to return to Hashem. I've been ignoring Hashem For years and years. Now I'm going to turn to him and say, Hashem, I really want your forgiveness. And Rechav says, Don't think that. You know we should answer this in her voice? You should answer the in her voice. Like the Navi already told us. It all goes at the end. What will happen at the end? What happens at the end? If you're a baseball fan, you know, you could be down 9-0. to zero. When it's the ninth inning, you have one more chance. And it doesn't matter what happened. If you score 10 runs in the last inning, it doesn't really matter what happened in the beginning. You win the game. So it doesn't matter. Those who say, oh, come on. Listen, we've been doing so poorly for the first nine innings. What does it pay? you Now we're going to try. And that's a simple muscle. But here, a person has been going through so much of his life not doing tshuva, not asking Hashem for forgiveness, not really caring about it. Now all of a sudden he's going to change. The Navi says it all depends on the end. <inaudible> a person can be a tzaddik his whole life. The Gemara tells us if he ends with an Avera, he's a Russia. A person can be a Russia his whole life. He ends with a mitzvah, he's a tzaddik. It all goes at the end. So it doesn't matter really what happened until now. It all goes at the end. And he ends off this final statement here with an unbelievable mashal. Let's just end it because we have just one page left. Let's see the mashal that he gives. Very interesting, intriguing mashal. This idea that everything goes, really what happens at the end, it doesn't really matter. A person could have lived 50 years not doing tshuva, 50 years not doing the necessary mitzvahs but then he says, I'm now ready to do tshuva. That change at the end makes the whole difference. He's a different person. He's looked at differently and it doesn't matter what happened the first 50 years. The marshal is, a marshal akad He says, this is a very early marshal. Earlier, it means earlier than the 1100s. dar kumayne If a person had certain coins, he had many, many coins. But he laver And he had to cross over a river it was a, a river he couldn't walk go by foot but the river was rushing water when he's standing at the bank of the river he says how am i going to get across so he says i have an idea what i'm going to do is i'm going to throw in all of these coins i have so many coins i'm going to throw them all into the river and it's going to pile up and make a dam and stop the water from rushing i'll be able to go through and that's what he does. He throws in all of his coins. With the hope, he's going to stop the river from flowing. He's going to build this dam made out of coins. All of them are thrown in except one. He ends up with one in his hand. And what happens? He failed. Nothing happened. It didn't stop the river. But like the river kept on, kept on rushing, and it just took all his coins away. He has one coin left. Ka'asherah came, when he sees this, he sees, and all of a sudden he sees there's a sailor that has a boat, and he tells the sailor, hey, can you take this one coin? I have one coin in my hand. Could you take this? Can you take me in your boat and cross over the river? And the, the sailor says, sure, give me the coin, I'll take you right over. And he reaches the destination across the river. With what? With that last coin that he had in his hand. The And he was able to achieve what he didn't achieve with all of those thousands of coins that he had, that he lost in the, he lost in the river. But the truth is, if his whole goal and purpose was just to get to the other side of the river, why did the fellow cross the river? Because he wanted to get to the other side. If that's the goal, it doesn't matter all of the coins. that he, It's not a game that he wants to end up rich. Here the purpose was to get across the river. He tried with the thousands of coins that he had first. It didn't work. But at the end of the day, he got across the river. So it doesn't matter. Listen to the nimshul, says the Chavis of Abbas. How does it apply to Chuva? He's wasted most of his life, most of his days, not doing doing Hashem's will, but when he does Tshuva at the end of his days, Hashem will forgive him on all of his past, but every bad deed that he did his whole life, Hashem will forgive him. It's a sincere tshuva. All of the sins that you did will not be remembered, will not be mentioned anymore for him. A person who does tshuva it doesn't matter how many years he's doing a Averis One sincere tshuva at the end clears away everything. Therefore, it shouldn't be too difficult. I hope it's not too difficult of a burden what I'm placing on you. My encouragement to you to guard yourself. This has been so many years you've ignored it. I'm just trying to help you out. Don't run away from what you know is true. And rather, thank Hashem. That he aroused you. He aroused you what you didn't know pro- properly. Don't think, about it. since it's been so long, it's been going on for so long that I haven't done chuva. it's too late, forget about it. Don't use that as that excuse. That's part of the trickery of the Eitz'orah, Mitzudav, in his trap. Those who have a weak understanding of the Eitz'orah. He gets them. He is in, sneers them with saying, "It's too late. Forget about it. You've been going so long. How now you gonna do tshuva? Now you think you'll be a tzaddik? We know who you are. You're this person. You're not gonna change. It's so not true." It says the Chavos hardly "Kim, you see, and a mama hara Hashem places with those that rush to Him, shovim odov, and those that do tshuva to Him believe sholem berachamov with a sincere, a full heart berachamov with His great mercy allows us to do tshuva." Amen. Oh a gute Nacht.